Welcome to Engineering Success. I'm your host, Jamie Hutton, and in each episode we'll bring you an influential and inspiring guest from the world of engineering, science, technology and mathematics. Sharing fascinating insights into their career journeys, we'll explore the challenges they face, how they keep motivated and what the future holds for them. Speaking candidly about the engineering and other STEM-related industries, we'll find out what's made these successful people successful. This is Engineering Success. Welcome to episode number 40 of Engineering Success with our very special guest, Kemi Akinola. Kemi is a Principal Process Engineer with BSc and MSc degrees from Imperial College London and over nine years experience in the UK water industry. Through her career today, she has contributed into Alia to the design and enhanced operation of several water and wastewater treatment works by providing process engineering expertise for major capital projects and day-to-day site operation. Emmy is a chartered engineer a Chartered Water and Environmental Manager and a winner of several awards including the CWEM Annual Conference Young Ambassador 2016 Award and Northern Power Women Futurelist 2018 Award. She is passionate about enhancing people's lives and is currently involved in several international development initiatives such as the Royal Academy of Engineers Frontiers for Development. She also enjoys volunteering with charities such as Compassion UK. As a female engineer, Kemi actively supports and encourages young and up-and-coming engineers. She is also a sustainability enthusiast and an inspirational blogger. Furthermore, Kemi is the author of the book Getting Chartered, The First or Next Time, which provides helpful pointers from her chartership journey for aspiring chartered professionals. In her leisure time, she enjoys spending time with family and friends, watching movies, listening to music, reading and travelling. Hi, Kemi, and welcome to Engineering Success. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Jamie. Yes, I'm definitely excited to join the conversation. Can we start right at the beginning? How did you first become interested in engineering? Wow. Okay. I'd have to go back to my childhood days. Um, so I've I've always had, well, to, to start off with, I'm quite inquisitive by nature. So right. I tend to ask a lot of questions, much to the frustration <laughs> of my family and friends. Um, so I, I do like ask a lot of questions about why, why this, why that. Um, and that definitely started um, in my childhood. And naturally, I found that I was quite interested in the sciences. Um, and that was encouraged um, by my family. So like even right from quite little, my mum would buy me like books about the earth and um, about science, how, how did the earth start, about planets. And I just got right. interested in those kind of things. Um, and I also recall watching quite a few David Attenborough, <coughs> excuse me, David Attenborough, um, uh, should I say productions, documentaries. Yeah, documentaries, um, yeah, And I was yeah, quite yeah. that, even fueled that fascination even the more. And initially, I wanted to actually be an explorer. I guess kind of like him. <laughs> <laughs> I soon dropped that idea. Then I wanted to be an astronaut, and I held that dream for quite a while. 
um, right. off onto the secondary school. Um, so I guess that inquisitive nature, that beginning start of my life, um, interest in sciences and everything eventually led me into doing sciences at school and at yeah. the secondary school where I could start picking my subjects. I naturally went into the science class. Um, and so I ended up doing subjects like maths, chemistry, physics, um, and which were naturally in the direction of engineering. So, yeah. 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 So, so then what route did you take into engineering? So I did, um, so I did A-levels in maths, further maths, physics, chemistry, right. and environmental science. Um, I was quite fortunate because I think at the time my A-level school was one of the few that were offering that. Um, and it, right. it was quite interesting to so the environmental side of things. Um, and then I applied for engineering right after um, at different unis, of course, because I had like five options, I believe, at the time. Most right. of my um, courses that I applied for were engineering. So be it general engineering at some of the universities um, that I, I was looking at or looking at chemical engineering or environmental engineering. And right. I ended up in Imperial College um, on the environmental geoscience course at the start. Right. Yes. Yeah. So so then so then what would your number one piece of advice be to someone thinking about a career in engineering? I would say go for it. You have nothing to lose. It's interesting, <laughs> it's rewarding, it's fulfilling. Um, apart from the fact that you get to use subjects that you did at school so like maths which I loved yeah. when I was in school I, I get to use that every day which is fantastic yeah, yeah um but also you get to see what you have done um so after a few months or years um following design you oftentimes get to see what you've actually produced and you can point to or this and that and say oh I contributed to that building there or I contributed yeah, to yeah. that treatment plant um so yeah it's quite fulfilling yeah so you you're making a difference in people's everyday lives yeah. It's a nice feeling, isn't it, when you're walking uh, through a city and you see something that you've actually designed or be exactly. part of. You know, yeah, you hopefully it's still thing, working, it? but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So so yeah. then how do you think we can infuse the next generation uh, to, to to come into our industry? I'd say I think two things that's, that come to mind immediately would be representation. Um, and yeah. I'll give myself as an example. So even quite recently, so it's not even just right at the start and even going forward like through your career and um, so before I applied to my current company um, which is Arcadis I had done like obviously looked at different companies done research about different companies but one thing that encouraged me to apply um, to this company which thankfully I eventually um, got employed into was the fact that when I was researching I came across uh, I think it was a podcast or something um, yeah. by someone who is a very senior person within our theater, so a female like myself, and the fact that she was quite quite um quite high up, I could kind of see a path of progression for myself. That right, if, yeah. if I were to join this company, there was a way that I could see myself progressing. And that oh, was yeah. important to me. So because I didn't want to just join a company where they were where everybody looked the same and yeah, yeah I <laughs> wouldn't really have fit in. So I think representation is really important because when you see people like yourself, you can kind of see yourself in that space. Um, another key thing I would say is work experience. So you, yeah. you you wouldn't really know if you like it if you don't at least have a taste of it. So I tend to like encourage people who maybe during the secondary school years or A levels could be summer like placements have 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 definitely have um, a stab at that. Like go for it, and um, because yeah. you'll be to test whether or not you actually like this um, field that you think you like. Because sometimes what you think you like 
in reality may not necessarily yeah. <laughs> like so yeah, absolutely, it's, it's good yeah. to have that a taster um, and yeah. just see what it is like in this person's life it's sort of like a day in the life of an engineer or yeah, yeah, because lots of companies are quite open to that work experience, aren't they? Yes. And having young young people coming in yeah. because because having that young person in can actually lead them to become an apprentice or a graduate at, at that exactly. company, can't it? Exactly. Yeah. So a lot That's of people, it. if they've done like summer placements in their university, the company could say, you know what, when you finish your degree, as long as you you maybe get this certain grade or you do you do well, you can come yeah. join us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's good. It's good for that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you are a principal process engineer. Can you I explain am. a little bit more about your role and what it actually entails? Okay. So I'm. So just to give a bit more context. So I'm in the UK water industry. So basically, the treatment of water and wastewater. So in yeah. terms of process, um, my role involves um, the design and optimization of the existing water and wastewater treatment works or um, new water wastewater treatment works. So sort of like sizing how big, for example, should a treatment process be? How should yeah. we optimize it? Um, what kind of things should we um, look at? So it involves various things such as obviously doing research on different treatment technologies um, and how best to optimize them. Lots of calculations. So I do quite a lot of <laughs> health, um, <laughs> process modeling as well, um, where, where that's required as part of design. Um, it also involves producing a lot of documentation. So, for example, writing control philosophies, how should things work? Um, yeah. And it involves going to site to see how things could be or fit this here, could we fit this there? And importantly as well, involves working with different other people, so different disciplines. So I'm yeah. process engineer, but I also have to work with like mechanical engineer in terms of sizing pumps or civil engineer who will actually eventually help us con conceptualize how it would look, how big the tank yeah. would look on site, um, yeah, yeah. the electrical engineering and all sorts. So yes, it, it involves a lot of teamwork. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you know, you said you, then you go out on site as well as being in the office doing the calcs. What what sort of uh, percentage are you on site, and what sort of percentage are you in the office? Oh, at the very moment, I'm not doing as much site visits um, right. or as many site visits, um, just because of the the nature of the projects that I'm working yeah, yeah. on and yeah. the stage of so we're kind of at the should I say semi earlier stages of design. So there's yeah, a lot yeah, more yeah. desktop um, activities, but um, there are definitely opportunities to go to site. Uh, so, and, and in my previous, um, should I say, company, even before my previous company, even within this company, in, in one of the previous, I was on secondment for about a year. Um, I did have a few site visits on that because we had to go and figure out um, how to expand a certain site and what, right. was, what was feasible. So, we had to go out with contractors and say, okay, this is what they have on site at the moment. This is what we estimate we'll need. Um, is it feasible or not? Or can we reuse a bit more of the existing process? Yeah. yeah. So at the moment, not doing as many site visits. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that changes depending on the projects you're working on. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So so you've written a book, uh, Getting Chartered. Yes. Um, what was your reasoning behind writing the book? And what information is there within the book to help individuals become chartered engineers? Okay, so the book actually stemmed from a conversation. So somebody um, contacted me randomly, actually on LinkedIn, because um, they could see that I was chartered from my postnominals. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the person was just trying to find out more about the chartership process. Actually, the person connected with me on the one of the professional institutions that I'm part of. 
right. or the, the um, LinkedIn group um, and was just finding out more because I think the person was looking to get chartered um, at, at some point um, and they wanted to just find out a bit more about the process. So I had a conversation with them, gave them a few pointers. And afterwards, it was like I had a bit of a light bulb moment saying, hmm, I know I've, I've mentored people. So I, the year before that, I think I'd helped um, some, I'd mentored someone and helped them get um, along with the journey and they eventually got chartered. So I was yeah. like, okay, done this with someone, had another conversation. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily be able to speak to every single person. So how about <laughs> I put it in the book and kind of like cascade that information wider so even more people can get access to that information, especially yeah, yeah. people who may not maybe have direct access to me or know me personally. Yeah. Um, so I decided to put it in a book and just provide helpful pointers. Um, so in terms of what the book is about, so it's been written for uh, people across a, a bit of a, a spectrum. So starting from maybe students at university who are still kind of navigating their way, trying to find out where career-wise they're headed, yeah. all the way through to those who are like in early to mid-stage uh, professions who are actually working now but are have not yet been chartered um, so far right. and are looking to be chartered. So be it that they haven't even attempted the process at all or they have done so before and it wasn't quite successful and they're kind of looking for direction as to how to go about it again. So it yeah, just yeah. provides a very easy step-to-step -step guide um, as to the journey. Um, and it's written in a very conversational style. So funny enough, over the weekend, I decided to just have a look again and read, read through it myself. <laughs> just how helpful is this again like it's been, it's been a, almost three years actually since I wrote it um yeah. but yeah it was it was quite a refresher even for me even yeah yeah, yeah. having written it myself and, and having like been chartered for some years now and because it doesn't just talk about the chartership process which it of course does but it provides pointers as to building a rich career yeah. work portfolio in general so yeah. it points up uh, about it points out and things like con continued professional development cpd also how to expand your network um how to position for like um better opportunities or like other maybe more varied opportunities which would help your enhance your career so even yeah. if you're not even interested in in engineering or you're not even necessarily um that interested in maybe even chartership it could help to boost your career as uh, yeah, yeah. overall so yes, that's what it does. And the, and the book is available on Amazon. It is. And oh, I forgot to mention as as an extra as well. So specifically for those who are looking to be to become chartered engineers or chartered yeah. water and environment professionals, and there's a chapter that's dedicated to that. And um, so I go right. into detail about the report as well as the interview process. So just some tips on that as well. Yeah, yes. brilliant. We'll put a link on your podcast webpage to the book so people can go on there and buy it and become chartered engineers yes yes <laughs> so uh, so what do you think are the biggest challenges ahead of uh, engineering wow hmm. i think we've already started walking through some of them uh climate change is a big one um because yeah. obviously um we are as engineers we're designing structures or systems that have to deal with changing conditions um some some of which are changing faster than than we can imagine so floods a drought yeah, um yeah. Which, which are occurring like quicker um so so there's that there's also the challenge of um growing a growing population globally um so 
and, and also the effect on increased um, urban migration. So you have more people living in smaller areas in, in yeah, cities. Yeah. And so obviously there's an increased demand in terms of resources. Um, so, so, so there's that. So how do you manage those resources efficiently? There's also the challenge of increased, um, should I say, an increase in the stringency of environmental like regulation. So for example, in the water industry, when you're discharging um, water, wastewater or treated wastewater to like a water body, you have to meet increasingly um, more strict uh, or stricter yeah, yeah, demands, yeah. should I say. Yeah. So, so there's that. So designing for such um, processes. Um, and then also just the overall drive. Um, it's pretty much expected now for sustainability. So whatever you're doing now has to be fit for purpose for future generations. So you can't Absolutely. just do that right today. Um, you've got to think of that efficiency, sustainability. And and so that all that I've said is probably a lot more technical. But on the softest side, which would also impact on the technical side, is, is the need for maintaining diversity in the workforce. So attracting and retaining the right talent, because obviously yeah. the engineers today, in a few decades' time, will be engineers because we'll be either retired or some people yeah, unfortunately absolutely. Away. So yeah, yeah. people to pass these skills and knowledge onto and, and obviously people to even develop new innovations. So we have to think of the people coming behind us and, and the need to constantly have that pool of not just people, um, but the right people, the right skill yeah. sets and the diversity as well that comes with that. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then how do you keep yourself motivated? Well, um, I think I tend to regularly, oh, as much as I can, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, take time away to just remember my why. Because sometimes, especially when you're working and when when you're busy at work and when you have like a lot going on, there's a tendency to just keep rolling out of bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah, like just, yeah. You're just going through the motions. So I think it's important to just step back from time to time and just remind yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, um, And for me, it's about making a difference in people's lives. So be it yeah. like the people who are benefiting directly from the projects that I'm working on, or the people that I'm influencing or leading at work or even beyond my work circles. Um, so I, I think that's a key part for me, like just taking that time to remember why. Um, because obviously your, your motive drives what you do. Yeah, the second right. thing as well is doing things that I enjoy. Um, so I, I like to, apart from like hobbies and watching movies and that kind of thing, um, like do things beyond my day-to-day -day job. Um, right. And I mean that in a professional context. So some yeah, people yeah. just do nine to five and shut down their laptops at the end of the week and that's it. They don't think about work again until Monday. Yeah. But I, I want to add more meaning to what I do. So I, I get involved in wider activities, within, even within my company. So beyond like my project work, right. um, maybe wider initiatives, maybe about diversity or um, developing young people or just something else other than the yeah, day-to-day. Yeah. Day. Yeah. And then also even beyond my company, um, I do a lot of volunteering um, with charities. So I'm quite passionate about international development. So I'm involved in a, a few charities that are, along those lines, so like the likes of Compassion, Tear Fund. Um, so just volunteering, um, serving other people, learning, meeting other people as well. Um, and that just helps me grow um, as an individual and just keeps me motivated. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so then who or what has been your biggest inspiration? 
Wow. I would say, first of all, God, uh, because I'm a Christian. Um, and yeah. I, um, I, I definitely believe like he, he helps me also, re- he kind of keeps me grounded and helps me remember why as well. Um, yeah. So that, that definitely helps my motivation. So I, I'm just reminded that it's not just this calculation or this report, like there's a bigger picture. Yeah. out there um so so that he definitely is my biggest inspiration um and secondly as well i'll say people like um so that the different people that inspire me day to day have a few like role models be it people that are, i'm in direct contact with or people that i'm not even connected with but i just admire from afar learn things yeah yeah, yeah so there, there are few, quite a few like strong um successful career and business women um, that i follow quite quickly closely um um so one of which one of which is my mom i would say so she's she's definitely <laughs> an inspiration and um, yeah. but other women as well that have inspired and still continue to inspire me are the likes of um so there's a lady called um Ibukuma Woshika uh Jumoke Adeno um Yewande Akela she's also like a role model funny enough she's she's an engineer like myself yes and yeah. also another woman um, in my company called Ifetayo Vena as well so she she's also an inspiration um and not just that they're doing well in their careers but the fact that they're doing well with good reasons so they, they have yes. portray the right values so like integrity hard work purpose um yeah. making a difference in other people's lives and um, so those things um, definitely inspire me yeah 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 it's a great answer so what myths would you like to dispel about engineering hmm. i would say that i think the maybe one of the biggest ones is like that it's for boys or it's, it's only for men yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think that's, that's definitely a myth um there's so many well there are a lot more female engineers um that i've come across especially as I go along in my career. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Than, I guess, maybe people who were maybe generations before me, maybe the last yeah. couple of decades, for example. So it's definitely getting better. There, there are quite yes. a few female engineers that I work with personally. Um, so it's engineering is not only for men. <laughs> it's for <laughs> both men and women, whoever is interested in it. Um, also, I think another myth I'd like to dispel is that it's boring because it's not boring at all. No. And yeah. it's very varied. Um, there's so many different engineering disciplines. It's, like I was saying earlier, the civils, process, mechanical, and the some more, should I say, non-traditional ones like sound engineering. And, yeah, and yeah. There's, there's yeah. all sorts. There's all sorts. So there's there's so much you can get involved in. Um, I think another myth that I'd like to say to dispel is that it's hard. Um. It isn't necessarily hard. I, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it can be done. There are engineers. Yeah. I'm an engineer. If, if if I could do it and with determination <laughs> and hard work, I think you can too. Um, yeah. if you're passionate about it, of course. Um, so yeah, and yeah, it's it's very rewarding and fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. So so then, what do you love the most about engineering? Uh, I think I probably touched on a few things earlier. Um, I think. One key thing is the fact that you can see, you can see what you've contributed to in yeah. coming to life. So, say for example, if I design something um, in a few months, years time, I can see that structure come to life. Yeah. Um, and this has happened a few times, um, quite a few times in my career. Um, just, I'm just thinking of one of them in my previous um, 
company and yeah if a few months down the line it was it's just a case of going from yeah a number of several discussions calculations internally as well as with suppliers and yeah within a few months we saw them build like the, the structure yeah. um, on site so yeah seeing that um i think it's quite rewarding because sometimes when yeah. you just do something and you don't really see what you've done it's kind of hard to <laughs> Yeah. To, to, yeah, 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 like to appreciate yeah. like your efforts. So I, I think that's a key thing. Second thing as well is the fact that you're making a difference in people's lives day to day. Yeah. So me, for example, um, I'm in the water industry, so we pretty much are there to ensure that we have provision of clean water for people to drink and treat the wastewater, which is an essential service for mankind. Um, yeah. And there's so many other engineers doing fantastic things. Those in the um, aeronautical world to so space exploration those in energy i mean there's, there's just so many different dimensions to that and also the fact that you get to use subjects that you love at school um yeah. day to day um because some, some people what they did at school they don't even do today so <laughs> that's right which may be a good thing or bad thing but um, yeah, yeah. Me, like i get to use maths which i really loved when i was at school and i still do um um so i get to use that day to day in chemistry and things yeah yeah and so so how do you continually develop yourself wow um i do that in different ways uh so funny enough cpd so continual professional development is something that i do touch on in my book as well um and, and yeah. it doesn't even have to be formal like oh i'm going on this training course i mean that's part of cpd but it could be day-to-day -day. it could be oh somebody mentioned something in a meeting that you're not really familiar with um, and you yeah. just have a google search have an hour reading up on it that's cpd you've learned something new um yeah, yeah. so I, I i do that quite a bit and like i was saying right at the beginning i'm quite inquisitive by nature so <laughs> i ask lots of questions so that leads me to either get the answers from the conversations i'm having or at least the beginning of the answers but also leads me to doing research myself yeah um so that helps me develop myself i also have regular sessions with my mentor um so I have a career mentor um, at the moment right. and I and that gives me like a safe um, space and a place where I can pretty much have like a sounding board um, to talk about maybe ideas, concerns um, and learn from her experience. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm, I'm growing because I'm learning from maybe things she did well or not so well, like in person, being able to apply that to myself. Um, there are also lots of training and um, be it like formal training or even like um, it could be like a webinar or, or something like within my company um, that, that that goes on quite regularly. Yeah. So I, I, I do get on board with those and follow them quite closely. And where I can attend, I do attend to take advantage of those. Um, and that also helps me expand my network as well. So I'm apart from the technical content that I'm getting, I'm also meeting new people who I can then leverage their knowledge later. It could be like, oh, yes. you meet somebody who's a hydraulic engineer and you have a problem that involves that maybe two weeks or several months down the line and you yeah, yeah. call that person again. So, so that helps. Um, I also, there's something else that I do and I tend to tell quite a few because I, I have a few like informal, should I say mentees um, at the moment and I tend to encourage them to do this. Um, so every, every once in a while, it could be like once a quarter, I do like a random, so I'm part of an engineering institution myself, um, yeah. which is called SIWEM. It's the Chartered Institution of Water and Environmental Management. But then I look further afield. So maybe it could be once in a quarter, once every couple of months. 
I just do like a random search across other institutions, so like the right. Institution of Civil Engineers, Chemical Engineers, just other engineering or even scientific institutions, just to find out about what they're doing and if there's anything of interest. So it could be like water, energy, um, yeah, yeah. the environment, it could be international development, just that kind of thing. And that helps me spread my net wider. So I touch on this on my book as well. So that's a way you can expand your knowledge. It makes you more yeah. rounded. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not just talking about just your field. You can have conversations with others and also expand your external network, which is yes. also very important. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, and then I take on like, I try to take on new challenges as well from time to time. <laughs> uh, so new projects, things that will take me outside my comfort zone because then I it pushes me even further to learn because I have to. Yeah, <laughs> in order yeah. to deliver the job. Yeah. And I volunteer as well a lot. So that helps me. Yeah. So so you touched right in the answer there, uh, mentors. Yes. Uh, how important is it to have mentors uh, within the engineering industry? Very important. Um, within any industry, I'd say very important uh, because obviously your mentors more than likely have a, a lot more experience than you. Um, yeah. Time could be just maybe that area. They're, they're more experienced in that field. So you can leverage that knowledge. You can learn um you can learn from them technically maybe they, they, they're a bit more versed or experienced in maybe a certain technology or process or, or whatever you can learn but also yeah. you can learn practically from maybe ways in which they approach things in the past that didn't quite work you can kind of like avoid doing making the same mistakes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rather yeah. than making a mistake yourself you can learn from another person's mistakes so you can learn that way um i think also even just having a so that's more like your growth or technical side yeah. say, or management softer skill side. But even just having like a, a sounding board, a safe space, because sometimes it's not just about receiving, oh, this is how you should do this. And it could be just having a listening ear to say, yeah. OK, yeah. somebody that I can come to, either somebody like myself or who's gone through this particular yeah. challenge that, that can understand where I'm coming from so I can relate to the person. I yes, think that yeah. does a lot to your morale um, and having that person who's independent, let's say, from your day-to-day -day project or your day-to-day -day team is very yeah, good. Yeah. At least you can talk about things, you can raise concerns, you can ask the person to, to provide that independent assessment. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. They can be constructive and objective rather than being yes. biased. So I think it's really quite helpful. Uh, it, it's it's done me quite well um yeah. in my time so far yeah 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 uh, and and looking forward uh, what does the future hold for you well i would say um if i could just summarize probably continued continued development for me um yeah. as an engineer so technically i want to continue to um, be better um and also not just even in a technical um on a technical um angle but also being a better leader as well, because obviously the, the higher you go up, more than likely you'll be doing a lot more management or leadership. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's really important because I'm, I'm quite passionate about good leadership. So yeah. um, <laughs> just continued growth and development for me in that area. So technically, because I want to be a, a leader who knows what she's talking about. So strong technically yeah. as well as strong in terms of leadership. And then also, I, I also want to, like I was saying earlier, like continue doing those wider things. So not just the day-to-day, nine-to-five, but I want to do those wider yeah, things, yeah. more volunteering, um, serving, um, getting involved 
with with more like external networks. So I, I even forgot to mention I'm part of like the Royal Academy of Engineering. Um, right. Been on a couple of their frontiers um, symposiums, and, and and that has really helped me to even go further because that's even on a global scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just meeting people, so doing more of that. Um, I, I definitely see myself doing more of that, making more of an even greater difference um, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Any more books on the horizon? Maybe I I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the present moment, not necessarily, but yeah, I, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, Kemi, Kemi, that's it. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's been great to speak to you. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. It's been great being here. Okay, thank you for listening to episode number 40 of Engineering Success, featuring our very special guest, Kemi Akinola. It was great to speak with Kemi about her amazing journey and how she's helping to infuse the next generation into a career in engineering. Remember, if you are thinking about becoming a chartered engineer, Kemi's ebook is available on Amazon, where she provides helpful pointers that she used during her chartership journey. And please follow Kemi. Her Linktree page can be found on her podcast webpage. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please share it with someone you feel would benefit from listening to it. And don't forget to subscribe. We've got more great guests coming soon. So, until the next episode, have a great day and I hope you succeed in all you do.